wow, he's just really meeting with us, speaking and talking into our hearts. I'm so thankful for today. Lord, would you bless this word, further bringing revelation of who you are into our hearts. We thank that. Thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. What I want to speak to you about is God's sustaining power. And I'd like you to turn, if you will, please, to Hebrews chapter 1. This is going to be our text this morning, and we're going to use it to consider God's sustaining power. There's something about the, the doctrine of Paul, the theology of Paul. Paul concentrates on two things in his, in his ministry, creation and covenant. Creation and covenant. Creation and restoration. These are the two things that Paul continually speaks to. The majesty of God's creation and the majesty of his recreation or restoration of that broken creation that we messed with. And he says this in Hebrews 1.3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. He is the radiance of God's glory. What does that remind you of? It reminds you of the sun, doesn't it? That, that sun we loved yesterday felt so good, that heat coming in, springtime. Do you see all the buds coming out on the trees? I mean, the sun begins to cause things to shine and glorify. See, everything that emanates from the Father is the sun. He is the radiance of the Father's glory. All that you know of the Father was brought to you by the Son. He is the revelation. He is the logos. He is the word. He is every expression of Father. That is the Son. That is Jesus. And that's His glory. And He is the exact representation of His being. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Jesus said. The exact, you can't get a better word than that. The exact representation. If He is going to be the exact representation of the Father, as the Son, He is of the same nature and being. Essence and substance of the Father. And it says this, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. Then he provided purification for sins. When he did that, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of God. Now there is a parallel passage of the same verse found in Colossians chapter 1. I'd like you to turn there. Paul is reiterating the same statement. And he says this. Colossians 1.15 he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. That's the exact representation of his being. That's what Hebrews said. The image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before 
that is preeminent, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together, or all things consist. That's what Hebrews said, sustaining all things by the power of his word. All things consist, are held together by him. He is the head of the body, the church, the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might have preeminence. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Creation, restoration, and sustaining power. That is what fathering is all about. And it would do well for men in this culture to learn these three principal things. Oh, there's a lot of guys that know how to procreate. We got babies everywhere. People know there's a power to create. There's a drive to create. Oh, men create. But can they fix the mess they've made? Recreate or restoration of relationships. But here's the key. Whatever you create, can we sustain? Can we sustain something? Can marriages sustain? We can create a marriage. We could stand up at the pulpit and say our words and, and consummate and create a marriage. But can we sustain those relationships? Sustainability, it's a big word nowadays, right? Can corporations sustain their profits? Can we sustain the environment before we destroy it? Sustainable resources. Well, there's one sustainable resource above all. That's Jesus Christ, our Lord, our God, our Savior. He created all things, and as He created all things, and we basically ruined everything, He reinstated and restored all things, and He's going to sustain that. There's a sustaining power. And if there's one thing that we need to begin to, to model in our lives, it's the ability to sustain what we start. If you want to learn to be like Jesus, you need to sustain your relationships. That means you work through the hard times. That means you work through the broken down fall that brought corruption to your life. We work through them and we sustain them because we uphold the power of His Word. Do you see this? If you're not sustaining his word, as the, as the word, the prophetic word that came forth this morning, that we have to sustain his word by faith in these situations. This is how we sustain. There are relationships that you want to give up on. There are things you want to quit. But God has the authority and the power to restore what's been broken down and sustain our relationships, and sustain our lives, sustain our marriages, sustain what has failed, even in the face of death. He can sustain hope. He can reinstate faith again. That's what Jesus is about. Jesus is the creator of all things. Now, it's fascinating in creation, if you were to go to the book of Genesis, as Colossians and Hebrews said, that he created all things, whether visible or invisible. That, that would mean the spirit realm. 
and the physical realm. All things were created through Him. Through who? Jesus, the Word. The Father declared or mandated it and spoke. In the beginning, God spoke. That speaking is the logos, that emanating, that radiance of His glory, of His purpose, of His action. That is the logos, the Word. That's Jesus. All things were created by Jesus. John 1.1. 1, 1. All things were created by Him. There's nothing that was made that was not made by Jesus. All things were made by Him. So through Christ, all things were made. And in Judaism, in mystical or ancient Judaism, they believe and they teach, and I would agree with this because these two passages declare that, is that the ten creative words that God spoke over creation, let there be light. Let the firmament separate from the upper firmament. Let the, let the waters gather together. Let the, the, let the grass spring forth from the earth. These ten statements, you can read them as to how God created all things, were not just once said or once spoken, but in fact were spoken and are sustained by that word of God's declaration. The reason we still have light is because God declared it and has sustained it by the power of His Word. It says that all things were created through Christ and for Him. And Hebrews 1.3 and Colossians 1.15 says, And He sustains all things by the power of His Word. Or through Him all things consist or are held together. His words of creation are sustained. God doesn't speak a word and it evaporates with time. God is eternal, so His Word is what? Eternal. So His covenants are what? His promises are what? So whatever He said here is what? It's been settled in heaven. They're eternal. And so this creation is being sustained by the active presence of God. There are too many Christians who are agnostics. Oh, we believe God created everything, but, but we've got to call them back. Hey, can I tell you what my problem is so you can fix it? What do you think sustained you through the night so you'd wake up in the morning? What is giving you your next breath now? And now. Come on, we have got to begin to realize that God is that present, that active, that sustaining in our lives. You couldn't live another moment without the grace of God in your life. Amen? The reason there are such complex, intricate laws and this universe is so finely tuned for life to exist is for one reason and one reason only, to the glory of Jesus Christ. The sun got up this morning. It's going to get up in the next morning because God said so. He put it in order. And when he spoke, can you imagine that when he spoke and said, let there be light, he separated light from the darkness. When he set the stars and the firmament in the sky, he didn't just throw out some stars. There's an entire cosmic solar system and solar system after solar system set in an order and a physics and, and, and dimensions that have gravitational pulls and orbits and and reasons and black holes and things we don't even comprehend. Oh, but science, we keep studying it and studying it and discovering how complex it is, thinking we can figure it out. 
And you know what we're figuring out? You know what we're seeing? The voice of God. But they don't recognize it. They can't hear it. For all their knowledge, they're but fools. All we're doing is seeing the speech pattern of God. Gravity set in place and in motion because God is sustaining you on this planet or you'd float off into space. Thank God for gravity. Hallelujah. Let's spend a day spending thanking God for gravity. You see what I'm saying? He sustains all things. Jesus is sustaining everything by the power of his word, by who he is. You thought he was just sitting back on that throne, eating grapes and watching the world go by. Now, sometimes we think that. We think he's disengaged. But it says, in the fullness of time, at the right time, the Father sent the Son, manifest himself into this. There had to be a perfect timing in the cosmos. We're going to see all this. Oh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. You're going to need a new body to handle it because we can't handle it in this body. But we're going to need a new body, and we're going to see all the intricacies of every second of time that proclaimed the majesty of Jesus Christ. Come on, think about it for a minute. We, we think we're going to see, oh, yeah, yeah, I know all those stories. Yeah, the parting of the Red Sea and uh, the burning bush, and we're going to see that. No, no, you're going to, you're, I believe literally we're going to have to walk through every second to behold the majesty of what Jesus did in every second around the globe for every human being at all time. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. We can't even begin to comprehend what it means that he sustains all things by the power of his word. The complexity of it all. Try and put, what do we got here? 200 people, 150 people? Try and put your schedules together your activities, even for the day. Yet he's sustaining all these things by the power of his word. It's glorious. It's tremendous. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, that's Jesus, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Now all things were made by the power of his word. It's called divine fiat. I'm not talking about the car. But out of nothing he spoke and created all things, and then out of what he created, he pulled out of everything within that first speaking. He said, let there be light, and he made the heavens and the earth. And in the earth, all he kept doing, he wasn't creating new things. Out of that earth, within the first expression of the earth, he started pulling out things. People and animals and plants and birds. It was all in it. It's all in his word. How many things are in the promises of God that are there waiting for us to extract and pull out all that he has prepared and planned for you, that he's sustaining for you, if we would but dig into those promises and pull them out? They're ours. They're created for him, by him. Now, what we did with this beautiful and wondrous creation is We wrecked it. And we subjected all of creation to wrath, as the book of Romans says. And so everything came under the curse. Now that tells you the position we were in. He crowned us and put us to make us in His image 
to have reasoning, the ability to speak and to reason, the ability to give life and make life. He made us the crowning pinnacle of all of creation, that we would rule on this earth as ambassadors for Him. And in our fall, everything fell. So that means if we fell and we're at the top, everything beneath, beneath us fell as well. All of creation fell. So not only does he sustain all of creation, you can count on it lasting. You can count on it uh, uh, lasting for eternity. Listen, don't worry about uh, being afraid of a zombie apocalypse, zombies coming, or, or nuclear war, or aliens from another planet coming to destroy this planet. Can I tell you, Jesus is sustaining this planet. Nothing's going to destroy this planet until Jesus says, I'm done with this planet. All right? He's sustaining everything, but we trashed it, didn't we? But he had a plan to restore it. And in that plan, he said this, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Let Let me paraphrase. This cup is the restoration of creation. This cup is the restoration of all that broke down and destroyed planet Earth. This cup, in other words, my blood is the blood of a new beginning. My blood is the blood of a new covenant. It's the restoration of this planet. It's the restoration from sin and death that has corrupted this planet. My blood is the new creation. My blood is the new life. My blood is restoration. Not only is he restoring, but he's sustaining that new creation. Amen? So that we could come into a new creation. Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant. And to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Abel's blood spoke. God said to Cain, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Blood speaks. You can't hear it. I can't hear it. But God can hear it. There is a language in the blood. There is life in the blood. God hears the blood. He heard the blood of of Abel. Figuratively or divinely, however you want to interpret that, the blood of Abel wanted justice. The blood of Abel said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. The blood of Abel was the condemnation of death. Jesus came to restore a better covenant. His blood was not the blood of Adam. His blood was not the same as a corrupt fallen blood. His blood was pure blood. Jesus' blood is an eternal blood. And His blood speaks a better promises. His blood speaks a better word than the old creation. His blood now sustains you. How many of you want to stay in Adam? How many of you want to be in Christ? You've got a better blood, you've got a better promise, you've got a better covenant, and now He will sustain you in that covenant. The blood of Jesus is what sustains you in His covenant. Now, it is important for you to live a holy life and to live unto that righteousness and to honor and sustain that blood. But I don't want you to think for a minute that your ability is going to keep you saved. 
It's the blood of Jesus and the blood alone that is the word spoken over you to sustain you. We must lean on the blood. It is what sustains us. It's what recreated us. So creation was spoken, and when he spoke it, he sustained that creation. Even though we busted it down in the fall, he restored it and spoke a covenant word over it to sustain us. That's the story of my life. It's the story of your life. You were born. You were born in sin. You were born, even though you're... You were born, God sustained you till the day you were recreated, restored by the blood of Jesus. And that promise is going to sustain you as well. This blood is the recreation of your life. God is going to restore us and sustain us. Like creation, His blood is perfect and it is eternal. It is a word in heaven spoken on your behalf. You today are recreated, restored, Unto God by the blood that is your sustaining power. The blood will never fail you. It is the blood that the new creation is established in by this last Adam, Jesus Christ. And he brought and restored all of creation back to the Father. That is our text today. That's what it said. That he was... The image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. All things were created by Him, through Him, and for Him. And He is before all things. And He is the head of the body, the church, that He might bring all things back to the Father. Once offering His blood, therefore, purification to us and sat at the right hand of God the Father. It's the whole story from creation till the end. And His blood secured and now sustains. Let me just really quickly go into what this blood sustains for you. This blood, first of all, sustains your justification. There is none other. You're not justified for any other reason. Justified means that you are clean before God. You have been justified. Your offenses have been paid for. Your guilty uh, sentence has been paid for by the blood of Jesus, His death. And you now have been paid by the blood of Jesus. You are therefore justified. And that sustains you before the very throne of God. You have the ability right now, and the Bible says a boldness or a confidence to go before God. This blood justifies that ability. Now how many of you sometimes, because of your shame of guilt, some sin, you feel embarrassed to go to God? You feel, I can't go to God. You feel estranged from God. I want you to know that there is a promise that sustains it whether you have failed God or not. The sustaining promise is the blood of Jesus. He sustains you. He sustains you. The blood not only justifies you, the blood sanctifies you. The blood of Jesus will sustain you as a holy person. You need to live unto that sanctification. You have been sanctified immediately before the presence of God and you are in the process of being sanctified in your thought life, in your mind, in your heart and that process is working and it is sustained by an indwelling Holy Spirit or Spirit of Holiness. Who here is a believer? I need to see who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. You are being sustained right now by an active 
presence of God in your being. He is sustaining you as holy. Now, your thought life may be contradictory to the activity of that Holy Spirit, but I want you to know He's going to sustain you anyways. He'll discipline you. He'll work on you. He'll expose you. And if you won't respond, He'll get someone else to do it so you respond. And if you still won't respond, He'll get you. Because you put your faith in Him. You put your faith in Him. He gets a job done. What He begins, He's able to complete. And so this sanctifying process is sustaining you. If there's any word I want you to leave today with, it is sustaining. He's sustaining. He's sustaining holiness in you. Uh, You haven't been holy in months. You haven't been holy in years. Pastor, I just got back to church. I've been kind of living the wild life. Well, here you are. He's still sustaining. And He is going to press in like never before. He's sustaining your justification. He is sustaining your sanctification. He is sustaining your adoption. God doesn't adopt you. He doesn't come and bring you into His family and say, fend for yourself. He's a loving Father. He's a good Father. He doesn't say, grow up and then at a certain time, get off on your own. Get out of here. Get lost. I don't want you anymore. That's not our Father. You're adopted. You're a son of God. You become a child of God. He's married to you. Church, I can't do that. (laughs) Tried to jump. Don't do that when you have an Achilles problem. I got excited. He's married to us. Do you think that Jesus can sustain a marriage? He's sustaining us. He's sustaining our relationship and our adoption. Oh my Lord. If He could sustain the sun. If He can sustain the solar system. If He can sustain all these universes. All this around us. Don't you think He can sustain your life? Your broken down life. Don't you think He can do that? He can put you back in the right orbit. He can put you back in the right system. He can put you back into the right gravity of His love. He's sustaining us through Him and for Him. How's He sustaining us? Through the intercession. We have a high priest that ever lives to make intercession for us. Day and night, night and day. He is interceding. That's a sustaining power. You didn't know it. He's sustaining you right now. You're thinking, when am I going to get out of here? I'm hungry. God's sustaining you. You can endure 10 more minutes. You don't know how much you can endure and persevere. But I want you to know He's going to sustain you through all things. That's that's our high priest ever praying. The indwelling Holy Spirit. He is going to sustain you. He is going to keep you. Creation and God are married together forever. His Word is sustaining us forever. His recreation was sustained by His blood. Get this. God sustains the universe as He sustains you. And here's the thing. God took on blood. Acts 20 says, it's the blood of God that redeemed us. So God married into the physical universe, became flesh and blood, so that the physical universe and the spiritual universe would become married in Christ Jesus. Sustaining it now forever. You're that new creation. 
This is his new creation. He will never leave you. He will never fail you. He will never forsake you. You've got to start living under that belief. Living and understanding that and proclaiming this sustaining power of Jesus. Some of you act like you're running out of gas. Some of you act like he can't sustain me any further. You don't know how far he can sustain a human soul. For all eternity, His Word is true. So I close with this. The sun is the radiance of God's glory. The exact representation of His being. Sustaining all things. All things by His powerful Word. After He had provided purification for sins... He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. That means he is on the throne ruling over everything he redeemed by his blood so that all things will come unto the Father. Brothers and sisters, he's sustaining your life right now. It's time to thank Him for that sustaining power. If you were left but for a millisecond to your own self, how horrible a thought. He sustains you. There might be someone high this morning right now that knows Jesus, that loves Him, that is messed up, He's sustaining you right through that high. He's going to stay with you. You know how many believers, now, now this is going to offend some of you, but, but I want you to know how much he sustains us. You know how many believers are right now in some crack house, some illicit affair, some wrong situation, oh, they'll all go to hell. You know what? He sustains those. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. Because we've got some sin sitting right in amongst us right now that is just as bad as some guy in a crack house. Can we get real? So if he can sustain them even through their stupidity, he's sustaining us even through ours. It's but by the grace of God. And it's only when you understand his sustaining power you're going to get out of that mess and say, I'm done with it. I've got power in God. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for this day and we release and we thank you for the promises of God, the sustaining power of your word over our lives to beat sin, to break the devil and to live victorious and to live holy. Sustain us in our holiness. Sustain us in righteousness. Sustain us in justification. Sustain us, Lord God, in our salvation. Sustain us in the works. Sustain our marriages. Sustain our relationships. Sustain our jobs, our economics, our homes. Sustain us, O God, 